Have you ever wondered about CDs mentioned in pop culture? I mean, that's where we first came across them. From movies to books, we've been hearing about all these mystical cities and kingdoms that are near impossible to find. People from all over the world have been trying to find such cities, some for the immense wealth in them and some for the historical significance of such places. So in this episode, we'll be talking about different cities, kingdoms and supercontinents like Shambhala, Lanka, Eldorado, Lemuria and a few more. So buckle up, this is going to be a long one. Hi, hello Konnichiwa listeners. This is your host Raghava and welcome to yet another episode of Conundrum. I am here with uh, fellow host Venkat and Saikat. Okay, I don't know if uh, Venkat actually gave us proper introduction about Saikat. Saikat, just like the rest of us, is from our engineering days. He is uh, kind of a genius in you know, searching up new information. He is a good editor and everything. Okay, so getting into the episode, this is a little interesting in one way and a little wacky in another. Before we start, I would like to thank you listeners for you know, all the support you have given us during the podcast. By the time we are recording this, I think uh, three episodes would have been launched. So we've been getting a lot of messages about how actually inspiring you to search up new uh, information and everything. So thank you for all of those feedback and everything. Yet we are still new to this and we are improving along the way. And now for the disclaimer. We don't mean to hurt anyone's religious sentiments when we talk about religion, mythology or anything else. All we uh, talk about are theories that may or may not be true. If you have any feedback, issues or requests that could be addressed by us, send us a mail or drop us a message on Instagram. We will definitely try to reply to you as soon as we can. The email ID and the Instagram handle are in the description below. So, we have been uh, talking about different topics till now. We jumped into the topic of the pyramids, after which we looked into the technology of acoustic levitation and sound lasers. We then uh, looked into the theory of hollow earth, after which we uh, went into space to know about planet 9, learned about our brain uh, and quantum theories, got to know about climate change and sustainability. This episode, as I said earlier, is very interesting. This could easily be one of my favorites. Before we go any further into the episode, uh, here's a tiny announcement. Last week when I said that the cerebellum of the brain actually takes care of our cognitive uh, learning, I made a factual error. The cerebellum doesn't do that. It only controls the motor learning of our body. That means it only takes care of the part where we learn how to walk or how to use a spoon or anything, anything related to our muscles. So yes, uh, this is a tiny factual error that I made and uh, we'll try to uh, reduce the errors so that you would be getting better content. Right from our childhood, we've been hearing about legendary cities, which are said to be homes of advanced beings and excellent technology. In this episode, we'll be talking about different kingdoms and cities. This episode won't be in the form of questions and answers, but it's a little different. What will happen is, the three of us will be taking turns to talk about ancient cities and mythical kingdoms, starting with Venkat. So, Venkat, why don't you start with Atlantis? Yes. Atlantis is one such city which has got a lot of pop culture reference. Maybe before I dive into the deep history or where it originated, I'll take you through the pop culture references initially. The great movie Aquaman recently launched, maybe 2018, if I'm right. Journey to the Mysterious Island, acted by the Dwayne Rock Johnson. 
Man from Atlantis is one other such movie and the Disney movie called Atlantis the Lost Empire and many more the list goes on and the references are also in comics manga and tv shows it has got lot of pop culture reference but to understand why it is referred the most we need to know its origin who knew about atlantis initially so to know about this there have been many histories or many civilizations that have been put in literature but the one which is well preserved was atlantis because we know who the writer was it's plato he was a philosopher in 5th bc a greek person he was student to socrates and master to aristotle now this person he wrote two dialogues namely timetius and critias these two dialogues contain origins of atlantis what is atlantis or what was its civilization all about so there are few points that here and there they touch upon saying it is materially wealthy it is technologically advanced and it was having major reform of military in it to go more in detail plato stated that atlantis founders were half god and half human it was namely a utopian civilization more likely to put it an ideal civilization where everything is going right the home of the civilization was described in such a way that it was landed in a concentric island which was separated by wide moats now to say moats they are ditches to safeguard your castles now they were also linked by a canal which penetrated to the center there were several islands which had this connection to the center which was its capital they also say that islands were maybe rich in gold silver name any sort of wealthy material they were rich in of that as well as it had exotic and rare animals so it was brimming with life and with materially wealthiness now why it gets lot of pop culture references because of this it's a utopian civilization everything is going well to everyone it is materially wealthy also it has exotic animals now what else could a story writers could get to take this reference now moving away from there what actually happened in the origins now aristotle said that the battle between athens and atlantis took place where to keep things straight atlantis actually conquered most of the known world for them but the problem came with athens they had a big battle with them and athens actually defeated atlanteans so they were sent back home and the next day they had a big catastrophic disaster that happened and as we know it's the thailand is no more pop culture references there this is the origin of the story but why will explorers look for that city to take back that reference plato stated a very important sentence about where you could find atlantis it goes like this for the ocean there was at that time navigable or in the front of the mouth which you greeks call as pillar of hercules there lay an island which is larger than libya and asia together this was the mention now just to put things in perspective why does explorers or uh, researchers want to explore uh, atlantic lost city it's because of this clear reference stating that it's way huge than combining of libya and asia 
Now it gives us room for researchers to explore more. Now submariners, oceanographers, and tectonic plate researchers have put invested a lot of time and also have lost their life in trying to decode where Atlantic is. This leaves us room of one other statement to come in. It was said that Poseidon, the god of ocean, was truly mentioned in Plato's origins of Atlantic. This reference was clearly excluded by the researchers or true fan base of Atlantic uh, believers because they want their imagination to still run wild to explore more that is beneath the seas or beneath the oceans because as we know for the fact our oceans are only 5% mapped if you if you take in other planets they are almost completely mapped so it gives them and a source of inspiration to say could this still be there and other thing which we could take as a reference is correct me if i'm wrong here raga there was a lost city right yeah that's not a lost city it's an actual uh, historical city but till, that was dated till 2016 only before 2016 was a lost city they found recent reference of it now more the research they did on that they th- they thought it was just in literature what if this is the same we thought troy was a lost city why not this is not a lost city that we are thinking it might be there why would he describe it in such a detail in such an excellent in 360 bc when he wrote two dialogues maybe we could end it there and let our listeners explore more on this i have something to add on to this venkat when you talk about poseidon in greek mythology very high possibility that that was just a reference to engage the people just for their visual perspective Yeah. might be a possibility like that that you know the writer himself was describing things in a way that it is easier for people to interpret otherwise it will be difficult yeah. to correlate the content also psycho to add on as you said there is something called as domino effect if you have heard 1880s there was a person in minnesota who actually maybe i say he added more myths the same atlantis part and which caused it to roll out more and since the story got it story started getting adapted more it started referencing more in pop culture as a city which we should explore where we should dream wild about this place see humans have always been into gossips the more gossip you know things comes up in the see in the market the more you know as you said the pop culture grows accordingly so it doesn't take much of a time to spread gossip but it takes years to you know spread truth yeah i leave listeners to do the research oh yeah listeners can uh, do all the research they could before we get into the next question this is a warning for you listeners all the answers that are here right now are going to be very long so you need to brace for some really big answers i just forgot to mention that in the you know beginning so i am just mentioning it right now so going to the next part So Sakat can you give us a little brief about Agartha So guys in India a great legend prevails that you know uh, there was a large island of unparalleled beauty that lay in the central asian north of himalayas the people over there were totally isolated you know uncommunicative from the outside world but they were deeply connected through underground tunnel system which stretch across all directions you know hundreds and miles long right both in ocean 
and in land for few years the society over there flourished in an extraordinary rate you know there was no war there was no epidemic and in due time the scenario was different this island was doomed to destruction perhaps by a flood or an invading force we don't know the exact reason what was it but it is said that the people survived they escaped moving through these same tunnels and rebuilded their civilization entirely underground now this sunken kingdom is also known as or referred to as the lost empire of agartha okay but to give you a perspective obviously if something is underground there would be one entrance to of it right now there are multiple entrances which we have found out in the current timeline now there are multiple references not only in india about agartha but also in other countries like afghanistan africa america too if you practically think there is no oceans to the north of himalayas it's only ice mountains that's it but if you ever get a chance listeners to travel down to kathmandu or popularly known as k2 you will find fish bones coral reefs and fossils of ocean life even at the tallest peak of the world now this was something which is a very lesser known fact and it, we don't see that on the public news channels now this might be an indication that even the tallest peak might once be underground and maybe there was once a civilization that was beyond our current knowledge and maybe they still you know survive the concept is uh, fairly simple you know agartha I, but it is uh, very vast there are documents stating this and also the lost teachings of buddhism in which states about the lost civilization true rajav i mean there are a lot of references in buddhism and different people in different timelines have done various research on the concept of agartha now one such person would be a very studious frenchman and he goes by the name of alexandre santre who was a scholar and a occultist you know who made great descriptions about agartha during his lifetime in his books he had carefully written notes regarding civilizations and to quote he also describes electrical pathways not made out of steel but of flexible glass now this is a reference to carbon fiber in the 19th century even before it was actually invented in one of his books mission of india it was intended not to be read as a fantasy book but the frenchman was damn dead serious about what he was presenting to the public as agartha about his actual geographic location and how it was a reality and not a fiction now the only condition which he told was if you are a person who is looking to know agartha you should know where to search now this book mission of india had more than 200 plus publications and copies were there unfortunately due to some you know weird reason the author took back the decision i mean he withdrew the book back and asked them to burn mm-hmm. completely now this mm-hmm. was a strange thing in history because so much of hard work that he has put in his entire lifetime about agartha suddenly he has asked to take it back and not only take it back but to you know burn them all together the only no. remaining copy which was there was a manuscript which was under his possession till he died now the author alexander 
he never had any children of his own but he had a step child okay so after that when he passed on his manuscript to them the step children shared the you know manuscript the last manuscript of you know mission of earth to a very famous occultist named as dr shaw on call better known as papu 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 p a p u in the 1910 he published the same book and omitted several parts that remain lost to date Whoa. several theories stating that why alexander did not publish you know recently broke across the news now if you go through this same example it clearly indicates the fact that the original author whatever he wanted to publish was mm-hmm. not published to the exact same format okay people would change the course of history in due time as per their own motives maybe mm-hmm. as per what they felt was right and yeah. not what was actually you know happened in that particular mm-hmm. point in time mm-hmm. so there are a lot of speculations in this listeners there are a lot of people who think that you know maybe he was threatened as a author not to publish it one possibility is this the other possibility is that the technology was too advanced for people to digest you know and that might be a very important possibility because if you go by the older history nobody ever believed that earth was round nobody believed mm-hmm. that you know there was a a separate solar system so many okay. facts okay right when we as a person sit back and think we never accept what is right we always believe what is wrong and then when people prove it to us then only we believe it right? yeah so that's a normal human psychology venkat and or to yes. all our listeners i i mm. understand that. but that might be the basic two parameters for him not publishing but we mm. don't see exact reason till date but mm. what it matters is that that gentleman mr alexander he basically made sure his entire life work is also and his research as well has been published in other books now listeners you okay. can just do your own set of research the book names are called seismic experimental and his other major works was called archimeter now these archimeter yeah yeah venkat archimeter mm-hmm. now these two books are something which he published and there are references to agartha as well on these but not to the extent of mission of india okay now why mission of india a frenchman who is talking about india who is not even an indian born and he's writing a book about mission of india yes that's a very good back story so for listeners just to you know let you guys know he came to india he went to afghanistan as well he tried mm. buddhism to a certain extent right? just to understand that you know what exactly happened in the past mm. so he was very very fascinated about hebrew as a language Okay. While researching about Hebrew and Jews, mm. he came across the concept of Agartha. It's like pretty much correlated to each yeah. other. So he was yeah. finding something. He was mm. researching about something. Then he went to something. Now, yeah, exactly. That's his fascination, and that's what you know. Pretty much what everybody does, Venkat. I mean, you would agree to me. That's what everybody yes. does. We start with something. uh yes. we might find something else in between and then we keep doing that mm-hmm. till we find an answer 
but as everybody says the journey is the reward right mm-hmm. not the end result so i think the frenchman alexander also followed the same path he did a lot of research in his book in his sect a lot of details have been mentioned about agartha which i mean i'm pretty sure it has been manipulated which has been changed in due course of time but it was documented it was documented now the fact comes in that there are so many conspiracy theories regarding agartha whether it's true whether it was false mm-hmm. but if a person is documenting things uh, can we believe him wholeheartedly or <laughs> do we just take him you know like a god who has just come as a prophet and who has written everything mm. it's up to us as a yes. to judge whether we want to accept this or not but it was there there it was documented either you might consider kanandram archives or mr alexander to give be as a medium to share information or you can consider this as a hoax that we are talking now that's up to you guys okay agartha if you guys remember we've discussed this in uh, episode 3 where uh, we called the hollow earth the kingdom inside the hollow earth as agartha and uh, the capital of it as shambhala but uh, just like like a version of agartha there's a different version of shambhala actually so i'll be talking about shambhala so brace up for some too much of mythology so this is a lot from hindu and tibetan uh, mythology but i would be a little uh, you know leaning towards hindu mythology in hindu mythology uh, we are known to have uh, three supreme deities brahma vishnu and uh, shiva whenever there is a problem vishnu is the one who actually helps by taking different incarnations according to a, a prophetic book in sanskrit called as kalki purana shambhala mm-hmm. is a place where kalki the final and the 10th uh, incarnation of the dasavatara of uh, vishnu uh, would take place so in this world one of the common things about countries india tibet china japan and russia is the name shambhala shambhala is a sanskrit word translated to a place of peace this place has different names in different countries and religion tibetans call this place shangrila and if you remember shangrila it's in uh, mentioned in the game far cry 4 so gods are said to exist in heaven and the heavens have another name a sanskrit name called trivishtakam since many believe that the gods roam in the himalayas that place is called bhuloka trivishtakam that means heaven on earth as time went by the word trivishtakam changed to tibet which is also called the roof of the world situated in the north of india many buddhists live in tibet okay now that's it is a holy place that is uh, the home to many sages and yogis this is also the place uh, where the mountain peak kailasa is uh, situated and the secret uh, city of shambhala is located near this mountain ridge these were uh, great sages of the hindu mythology like vasistha agastya markandeya and jamadagni I meditated and led an austere life. Yes. Even people like Ashwatthama and Mahavata Baba have lived here. And so, where is this mystic city? And how do you get there? What is in this city? And what is so great about it? And what does this city look like? These questions are bound to be asked by many people. The name Shambhala has been mentioned in many of the holy scriptures of Hinduism. The Balakanda of uh, Ramayana, Vishwamitra. a sage takes uh, lord rama and lakshmana to the forest for a sacrifice ritual 
on the way there he takes him to a place called siddhasrama which is another name for shambhala and there is also evidence that the pandavas from the epic uh, mahabharata have also reached this place the word shambhala is first coined in hindu mythology shambhala was explained in the holy text of vishnu purana and also the kalki purana at the end of dwapara yuga so for anyone who doesn't know about the yugas there are uh, said to be four yugas one is uh, the first one is krita yuga the second one is treta yuga third one is dwapara yuga and the final one is kali yuga in which we are living right now these are the four great eras in hindu mythology at the end of dwapara yuga after the end of the krishna incarnation of lord vishnu the world enters into the state of kali yuga kali a deity becomes the master of kali yuga and we are uh, living in this kali yuga which is under the rule of kali and uh, this is the era where injustice uh, reaches its peak i've done a lot of research on this and i've talked to many elders of mine who read all of these scriptures so according to them uh, if uh, kali yuga is uh, divided into four stages this is uh, actually said to happen but we are not sure because many different sources have different interpretations so according to my source it is like this if uh, kali yuga is said to be divided into four stages lord krishna would be scorned in at the first stage and the second mm-hmm. stage uh, people wouldn't even like to hear god's name in the third stage people would forget about their traditions and religion and in the fourth okay. stage people would uh, completely stop praying oh 5000 years after the rise of uh, kali people would start blaming anyone who would follow the way of dharma okay 5000 years later after the rise of kali people would uh, turn to black magic i don't i'm not exactly sure uh, this would happen but yeah uh, these are different uh, things which are mentioned by elders mentioned in uh, different books and everything okay and by the final stage of kali people go to an astonishing rage the world would descend into anarchy this would become very heavy to the earth i mean and the word heavy does not refer to weight but to adharma or injustice the earth can handle any weight but cannot support adharma after these 10000 years holy rivers start to dry up the holy sapling known as tulasi would go in, uh, extinct and all the devas would go to lord vishnu to ask him to end this and true to his word lord vishnu would be you know born shambhala to sumati as kalki and uh, markandeya along with uh, other sages would come and christen him uh, with the name kalki and after his christening ceremony kalki would uh, take leave of his father and go on a journey uh, to learn different kinds of arts scriptures and vedas and on his way the immortal sage parashurama meets him and takes him uh, to the mahendragiri uh, mountain range and that is where uh, parashurama teaches kalki the 64 arts weaponry and vedas kalki finishes all of his studies in just 4 months and uh, you know shiva later reveals to kalki the purpose of his birth gives him with a white pegasus which would take the rider to his destination instantly he is also given an emerald studded sword which is taken by kalki to war that is whole um, story of shambhala kalki takes the pegasus and the sword and goes to the island simhala where he uh, weds padmavati and then goes to shambhala now describing shambhala shambhala was uh, constructed by vishwakarma 
uh, one of the greatest architects uh, uh, ever known in Hindu mythology. The city is de- decorated with beautiful monuments, palaces, bridges, gardens, lakes, rivers, and many more. Kalki is said to uh, vanquish evil on earth and bring back order to the world. And once his uh, mission is com- accomplished, Kalki leaves his body on the banks of River Ganga and leaves to his he- heavenly abode. This was all mentioned in Vishnu Purana in a much detailed manner. And now, where exactly is Shambhala? What do we find in this city? The aerial view of uh, the city looks like an eight-petaled lotus uh, with mountains at each petal. In the middle of this is a crystal palace and this palace is called uh, Kalapa. In this palace is another structure that uh, resembles an inverted pyramid which can only be accessed through tunnels which leads to another hall. And in the hall is a gem which glows with radiant energy and is as large as a jackfruit. This is the magical gem Chintamani and great sages would be sitting around it worshipping this gem and it is said to have powers of alchemy and wish fulfilling powers that is what is mentioned and it is said that Kalki would wear this gem during this great war and every document recorded from the birth of the universe to it and are stored here and we have anyone who have claimed to have gone to Shambhala we have uh, I think uh, three people who have said to seen some people in 1996, uh, a person uh, named Anandamai claims to have seen humanoid creatures uh, around Himalayas. And a popular writer named Helena Blavitsky. The book is called uh, Isis Unveiled. She uh, mentions uh, seeing different uh, humanoid. And in her book, The Secret Doctrine, she actually puts a picture of her with those people. And another person named uh, Nicholas Rorick in the 1800s has performed a lot of research based on this and also one of the most popular persons in history Adolf Hitler also chased these wild ideas he uh, founded a group named Ultima Thule which is also called as the Thule Society which actually tracks down these kind of things he believed in aliens he wanted all that power to win over the world so he is said to have uh, you know, tried to uh, find uh, Shambhala, um, but yeah, he couldn't uh, succeed. He actually uh, also tried to find Agartha as well, but yeah, he couldn't succeed in that, uh, that also. To add on to what Raghav said, there are many such people who have went in quest to search on these cities. Might be different motives. Might be to have a great adventure, but they were searched. Never to say, this was too much history to handle, but this is just the beginning, trust me guys. In our two-part episodes, that is, this is the first part being, in our next launch, that is next week, we'll discuss about three more lost cities. If you're interested, you can take a guess and comment it on Insta, or reach out to us what are those three more cities, but till then, signing off, Team Conundrum. And keep the conundrum rolling.